Welcome to How to Live Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd, a series to help us see who we are made to be so we can do what we are made to do. Hello, this is Dr. Chip Dodd. Welcome to the How to Live Podcast Uncut. Thank you for listening today and being a part of this podcast. I very much appreciate it. Today's podcast is called Sarcasm Makes Us All Small. Sarcasm, as you well know, and uh, almost all of us are experts at that at that kind of passive-aggressive humor and that um, form of mocking, But because it, it's, it's everywhere. Sarcasm is everywhere in our social and familial interactions. It, and it's everywhere communicating cynical, sardonic, caustic, contemptuous, oblique messages. Um, it's a way of hiding intent from ourselves and the other person. It's a form of excuse making. And um, sarcasm literally threatens to shut down almost all inspiration that comes with hope and courage. Sarcasm is a direct attack upon uh, how we're created to actually actually risk stepping into imagining and taking action towards ideals. Sarcasm is used as a form of presuming superior awareness, quote, being in the know, unquote. It is also used as a form of sort of urbane sophistication, quote, only those like us have the truth. Dare you suggest otherwise, Quotes closed. It is neither awareness nor is sarcasm actually sophistication. Sarcasm is a shallow and crude uh, form of communicating, uh, no matter how silky of the tone or the raise of the eyebrow. Sarcasm is a form of, of harm. Sarcasm literally means biting or tearing of the flesh in rage. Sarcasm is a form of ripping up someone, biting someone. That the, the word literally means tearing of the flesh. And it's harmful to the one who uses it as a weapon, and uh, it's harmful to the one whose heart is torn by it. And therefore, sarcasm actually exposes a loss of awareness and the complete dissolution of civility rather than exposing some form of superiority. Sarcasm is a form of indecency, incivility. Sarcasm is a form of not love. And it's a, it is always a form of harm. And it's a form of threat. The one who is bitten by sarcasm is left guessing at best, unsure for sure, and harmed at worst. They're wounded into silence on some level unless they become a part of the game or get good at hitting back. The travesty, uh, the, the sickening travesty of the tragedy is that, of sarcasm, is that it is so often considered to be humor. It demands that one laugh at one's own expense. If, if one's a good sport, if you're good at, good at, you know, can take it, you laugh at your own expense. And it demands that, that one ridicule one's own vulnerabilities to mock oneself if you want to get, if you want to get along. It also demands that that you mock your own heart if um, 
being rendered, um, you know, left out becomes unbear- unbearable. You have to you have to participate by fitting the role that the sarcastic power person has over you. Sarcasm attempts to suffocate the air of hope and the fire of courage, which I'll explain in just a bit. Put simply, sarcasm threatens a person with the loss of two primary needs being met. It threatens a person with the loss of belonging and mattering unless one plays the role of the victim. Sarcasm says, quote, I'm the big one, you're the little one. I'm the right one, you're the wrong one. I'm the smart one, you're the dumb one. Those are the rules, and you belong and matter by by getting into your role. Quotes closed. You've heard me talk before, possibly, but the need to belong and the need to matter are the two primary needs of a human being as powerful, sometimes even more, than food, water, shelter, and clothing. And, um, for example, just to, just as a, a metaphor, a child will leave the table to go find the mama or the daddy. They'll leave the food behind to go be with the parent. The need to belong is the need to be accepted for how we're actually created as feeling, needing, desiring, longing, and hoping creatures. The need to belong is to be accepted for how we come into life as relational creatures who are emotionally and spiritually created for relationship. The need to belong says, I love you, says, I care about how you're made and how you're made is the right way to be, is the right way that you were created like this for tears and fears, for hope and thrills, for celebration and, and, and hurt. And all of these things are, are, are tools that are going to allow you to join with others and to live fully in a tragic place. The need to belong, the need to matter. The need to be seen and appreciated, the need to be attended to and recognized for that unique presentation of yourself, that that unique, specific way that you look at the world, see the world, do in the world, that someone looks at you and says, I like this, thank you. They are You are affirmed and confirmed for what you bring out of who you are. The need to belong and the need to matter is so powerful that we human beings will sacrifice the identity of who we really are and will not will even sometimes reject what we're made to bring and reject appreciating what we're made to bring or use our talents and gifts and abilities to prostitute ourselves to be accepted the need to belong the need to matter is so powerful that we will belong and matter one way or another so it's not as if you can reject it. It's that you're going to to find a way to belong and matter. The need to belong and matter is so powerful that we will even tolerate sarcastic people and even mock ourselves uh, under the power of that person's false authority so we can belong and matter. Just think about how much hope and courage is left undeveloped and unused if somebody is influenced growing up around or having to, to survive this shallow and crude form of shameful belittling, the, the I'm big, you're little, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm smart, you're dumb, on some level is what the message sarcasm delivers and how much undeveloped um, courage, hope, ability is suppressed through this form of rejection. I mean, this may you may mock this, which is a telling sign. But where would we be 
if Patrick Henry had not said, taking the risk of saying, give me liberty or give me death? What if he had remained silent towards a tyranny that was smothering the flame of liberty, that was robbing a people of being who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do? Where would we be if Abraham Lincoln had not said that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom from the Gettysburg Address and not inspired us to stay the course of saving the Union? Where we would be, where would we be if Martin Luther King had not delivered those famous words that are impressed into all of our consciousness? I have a dream that delivered uh, in Washington, D.C. I have a dream. And where would we be if Ronald Reagan had withheld the words from the speech that when he said, tear down this wall? And left us assuming that the status quo was the best that any of us could attain in the postmodern world. Where would we be if these people had not gone beyond the uh, fear of mockery, of sarcasm, and had not dared to speak these words? Because rest assured, in every one of those generations, there were mockers, scoffers, and the sarcastic were all over the place to belittle the heart's inspiration and courage and the expression of hope. And so I admire these daring people. Sure, they had mistakes. Sure, they were works in progress. Sure, there's a history of all four of those people who can be uncovered to make them somehow, because they weren't perfect, they need to be negated, which is sarcasm again. Running from hope and courage, Running from inspiration and vulnerability, running from ideals is what sarcasm tears to pieces. The examples that I gave you of those four people of hope and courage, like I say, they can all be mocked, and they they were. However, they express words that reject the power of sarcasm. They express a willingness to be mocked. The examples that I just gave of those four people, these examples of hope and courage, like I say, they can all be mocked, and and they all were. However, those people expressed words that absolutely reject the power of sarcasm. They express a willingness to be mocked because the people who lived such hope and courage belonged and mattered to a higher calling than tolerating some role that that they were sort of attempted to be forced into. These people belonged and mattered to others who had a willingness to dare greatly also. And they were not controlled by sarcastic messengers who gnawed at their heels and bit at their hearts. So we don't have to be controlled either. We, however, must first leave behind our own participation in sarcasm. We need to be a people who do not mock the ideals and who do not mock hope and who do not bite at uh, the possibility of somebody stepping into courage to speak what they were born to speak. We ourselves can stop being sarcastic. We can start saying no to our own cynicism. We can rid ourselves of contempt towards our own desire to believe in the great possibilities. We can actually say yes to our own heart's hopes 
and we can walk in the courage of living it out loud. We can let then let the ones who fear hope and its courage gnaw away in their own small worlds after we ourselves escape the safety of our own smallness. And so sarcasm eats at our own hearts just as much as we use it to eat at the hearts of someone else. There we break the chains of living such tiny lives and go ahead and step into saying what we're made to say, speaking what we're made to speak, not as a reaction, but as a truth-telling of our own hearts, which means that the truth-telling of our own hearts, living the habits of the hearts, means that we are capable of telling the truth about what's happening inside of us. It means also that we're able to feel the feelings that come with experiencing what's happening inside of us. And that uh, I strongly reference the book, The Voice of the Heart, as a way to be responsive in telling the truth about ourselves instead of reactive in ways where we think we're telling the truth and we really aren't because we're reacting against the vulnerability of the feelings we were born with that allow us to live fully in a, tra- a tragic world. So let us not live small. Let us go ahead and live big. So thank you for listening. God bless you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.